Welcome, happy Friday, everybody. Welcome to Canada's Pinball Podcast. I'm your host, Canada, the only pinball podcast that does back-to-back episodes. You can't stop the Canada train because I just wake up in the morning and it's like I'm singing in the shower, but it just ends up being a podcast for your enjoyment. So on the last episode, how many of you out there are like, what is he doing? He's flip-flopping on Willy Wonka. We knew he would do this. We knew he would bail on the game. I have not bailed on the game. But I raised a very interesting question about where this game is headed. And in the past 24 hours, I've received a lot of commentary, a lot of feedback. I've even heard some people who are saying, this is what Pat Lawler and Joe Katz are going for in the game. And this is why the game is the way you are perceiving it, Canada. We're going to talk about that on this episode of Canada's Pinball Podcast. I'm going to read some of your commentary on the game. All right. Join the conversation on Canada Pinball's Facebook page because I'm starting to do more and more uh, posting there. And it's a great place to share your feedback with me other than our CanadaPinball at gmail.com address. So if you're not a friend of mine on Facebook, please join. All right. All right, so here's, before we get into Wonka again, let's talk about the Catwoman Edition Translate. And you'll see on this podcast, the image I use is hysterical. Somebody photoshopped uh, Fonzie jumping the shark. Uh, is it? Yeah, <laughs> jumping the shark from Happy Days, holding the Catwoman cat under his arm. So if you look at the Translate, I didn't even notice this. This is how like distracted I was by the lack of, of effort by Stern Pinball with this Catwoman edition. I didn't even notice on the translate, Catwoman is awkwardly holding a cat statue under her arm in such a weird way. It's It doesn't even seem physically possible to hold such a heavy cat statue like that, nor would she ever hold one like that. And it just looks so bad. This game, this game is going to go down as probably the most half-assed lazy attempt at creating a special edition of a game and they didn't do anything they didn't even change they didn't even change the t molding color to black that's how lazy stern is right now they are just george is like and gary are just like what do we got what parts we got left over we'll just slap some of this on there and put a new translate and then call it a day oh yeah and and hey for the first 100 of you you get a signed card that cost us 20 bucks lazy And people are seeing it more than ever. People are seeing right through Stern's lazy attempts at giving you special versions of these games. And and look, it's not us that's calling it special. It's them. They, They put more work into the flyer to get you excited about this game than they did the game itself. So congratulations. Give the guy who does the Stern flyers a raise because everyone else should be fired for this atrocity. Look, I don't, it doesn't really matter. If you want a Batman 66, go get one. It's one of the greatest Stern pinball games they've ever made. And guess who's saying that? Pretty much everyone who's played it. Sure, it's a little clunky. But it is the best coded game I think Stern has ever done. I think it's Lyman Sheets' masterpiece. And I also think Batman 66 is the reason why I am looking at Willy Wonka like, what the hell is this code? 
We'll talk a little bit about that on this podcast. Uh, and then the Munsters edition, you know, the color edition. Who cares? Stern was going to do this from the very get-go. But the big question with Stern is this. How are they doing right now? Right? If you look at it, I, I really do think they have about four titles in a row that have to have been mediocre sales titles for them. And Black Knight is just, you don't even see many unboxings. I mean, this game is seemingly a sales flop, a disaster. And we knew Stern was really nervous about this game. And I had inside information to people at Stern who said that they let Steve Ritchie make this game. And look, the only reason I think this game is a sales disaster is a few reasons. I think the game is brutally hard. It's brutally hard. Sure, the tournament players love it and because they like stuff that is super challenging, and that's great. But for everybody else, the game is brutally hard and fast and whatever. And also, the game is barren. The game, There's no way around it. There's not much in the game. You can't stand over a black knight and feel like you're getting your money's worth anymore. And Stern's formula of just everything costs the same regardless of what we put in it, it's not working. It, it can't be working as well as it used to. Okay, they're still doing well. Don't get me wrong. I mean, Stern, if you go into Stern's factory today, I guarantee you it looks a lot more productive and a lot more activity is going on than if you went into any other pinball manufacturer's factory right now. Okay, but that being said, Stern has expectations of how many titles each game will sell. And you have to imagine that Deadpool, Beatles, The Munsters, and Black Knight have not, have not reached or exceeded their expectations for these games, which leads a lot of people to speculate one thing is going to happen. And no, it's not Jurassic World's going to save the day because I don't think it is. It leads us to one speculation that Stern is going to get a vault edition on the line and go back to a sweet spot in their history and remake a game that they know a lot of people want. And I, for one, am just here to tell you, I'm so sick of waiting for Tron Vault Edition or Lord of the Rings Vault Edition. Just either make them or don't. I don't think they're going to make either one. I do think that Stern has a bit of an issue with licensing with the Vault Editions, okay? And also, like, it's probably not the easiest thing to part up, a, make more parts of a game that's like 10 years old or whatever. I don't know. I don't know. But look, look, it's May. And I think sales on all these titles are just not rolling in. And we're starting, I bet distributors are sitting on so much inventory right now, which is not good, which is not good. And I think a lot of what people have been saying in the comments to me is accurate. Where are the themes connected to the contemporary properties that people are in love with? Like where's, where's Avengers Endgame pinball machine? Where, where is stuff that's currently relevant? Think about it. Black Knight? You're making a pinball theme based on a, 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 a an ancient pinball game from like 30 years ago, okay? Then the Munsters? A, a, a TV show from what, like 1964? Like <laughs> right, right? And then the Beatles? Same, same year, kind of. The 60s. Stern, it's 2019. How about some more creativity in your theme selection? How about something that appeals to people, I don't know, between the ages of 30 and 50? I mean, all these themes are going after guys who are like 60 and tournament players. And they're not making contemporary titles right now for guys who are home collectors. And no wonder sales have sort of, you know, tapered off. Now, here's the thing. 
here's the thing. Here's before I read your comments. Here's what I heard about Willy Wonka, and here's what I think is happening. And and I and I think this deserves its own show, which is why you're getting its own show. Something is happening in pinball, and I think this is going to be a real issue in pinball. And I think someone needs to figure this out. And I think one person understands this and understands how to code games properly for the current state of pinball, and his name is Lyman Sheets. But here's where everyone else is failing, okay? And here's what is has affected the Munsters and is also what I think going to be the Achilles heel of Willy Wonka. They are now coding these games. They are now coding these games to be simpler and to be engineered for location play. Okay, and, and that is why you're seeing a much shallower code in the Munsters. They just want something that doesn't have long ball times and something that will work well on location. And if you think about the Munsters, for example, that game is great when you play it on location, right? It, it, it's like you go up to it, you have some fun for a few minutes, you play it again, it's fun. There's not a lot of depth, but on location, that's totally fine. But if you own that game and you bring it home, it's a complete you know, it, it's it's shallow. It's too shallow to own. There's no, you won't have long-term enjoyment with a game coded like that. Okay. Can we agree with that? All right. I'm just pretending I hear you say, yes, Canada, you're right. And then the other, the other end of the spectrum is like Pirates of the Caribbean, a game that's way too complex in its coding, way too much going on, 22 character selections on location. That game's a disaster. It's a nightmare to try and figure out that game on location. But in the home environment, people love it, right? So it's like one or the other. Now, now, the, the, the sweet spot is Batman 66 code. Lyman Sheets knows how to make a game that on location it's fun, it's immediately enjoyable, but if you own it, there's so many different ways to play the game. Lyman is a genius because he knows how to make games that are deep but not confusing. Deep but not confusing. They're simple yet there's depth. And there's complexities, but the complexities of them are not hard to understand, right? There's a difference between complexity, which means there's a lot of different things going on, and confusion. And I think a lot of games that go too deep, they lead to confusion. Pirates of the Caribbean, for example, all right? Shut up all you Pirates owners who are screaming at your earphones right now. I don't buy it. All right, so here's the thing. Now, I'm hearing this. I'm hearing the reason why Willy Wonka is the way Willy Wonka is is because Pat Lawler wanted to make a game that was for location play where the ball times, where the game times would be three minutes or less per ball. He didn't want to make a game that had super long ball times, didn't want a game that was coded with super depth and complexity per se. And that is why Willy Wonka is shaping up to be the way it is. Someone forgot to tell Pat Lawler that his most successful game of all time, Adam's Family, is a mode-based game. And those modes are based on the movie Adam's Family that people loved. Someone forgot to tell him that. Someone forgot to tell him that Dialed In is a mode-based game. And the reason why people who own that game enjoy it is because of those modes. So is this the case? Is this the case? What is Willy Wonka being made specifically for location play. And we're starting to like maybe unravel that that might be the case. And so let's talk about that for a minute before I read your commentary, all right? So if you think about it, it starts to make sense. There's not a lot of complexity in the mechanisms. 
They wanted to make a game that would be operator-friendly, that wouldn't break as much, not nearly as much in Willy Wonka as we see in games like The Hobbit and Wizard of Oz and Dialed In, right? And Pirates of the Caribbean. And I think if you think about why most people are starting to, you know, if, 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 if you pinpoint one disappointment from people, it's that Jersey Jack has always thrown a ton into the game. And then you see Willy Wonka, it doesn't seem to be on the same level in terms of what's in the game. Now, I disagree a little bit with that because I've played the game and there is a lot in the game and there's a lot of shots in the game. Um, but just from an ob- observatory standpoint, you're not gonna you're not gonna see as much as Waz. Waz has got two upper play fields. It's got all this stuff. It's got monkeys. It's got this. It's got crystal balls. It's got trees. It's got witches that come up. Right, a lot of stuff in that game. Not nearly as much in this. Okay, so they wanted to make a game that would be more reliable. They wanted to make a game uh, that was operator friendly. Now, so that's just from a physical standpoint. So let's yank out a lot. Let's not put in stuff that's going to break and be problematic. Okay, fine. I, st- I think the game shoots amazingly well. I have no problem with the game shots. I have no problems with the game's artwork. I have no problems with the game's uh, mechanisms. I think it's fine. Okay. But here's where, again, where I think the problem lies. is because they wanted to make a game for operators and on-location play. They are coding the game to be for on-location play. And they are making this game to not have the depth and the mode-based kind of gameplay that people want in a home use environment. And I need to just say something and I'm just going to say it and I hope everyone over at JJP listens to me and I would say this to Jack. Jersey Jack pinball games are for the home collectors. They are not for location play. They are too expensive for location play. And they don't make any sense for operators to buy one when they can buy a Stern Pro which is half the price and has themes that are more appealing than most JJP games. And I think that the problem with this company right now, and and again, I, I hate saying this because again, I love the way the game shoots. I think Pat Lawler is, is sort of misguiding this company. And I think Pat Lawler has too much control over there. And I think Pat Lawler is like chasing his halcyon days of old and wants to have this like the most popular game out on location. And he doesn't understand that his new buyer base is the home collector. And everything they do for these games should be about giving the home collector what they want. And I think this approach of shorter ball times and not as much in it and this and that, it's going to do nothing but turn off the home collector to these games. But that's JJP's target. And again, I, I mean, use the word marketing over and over again. This company is being led astray. You know, it, I think Pat, again, as, as, as if, if, if this was Pat's decision not to code Willy Wonka, in, in, you know, and not to have, and it, it must have been, who do you blame or who's responsible for this design direction of the game? Because think about it. They must have sat down together, Joe and um, Pat, and said, here's what we're going to do, and then here's what we're going to put into the game, and it's going to work like this. Someone had to say it's not going to be modes based on on the clips from the movie that we all love, and then they went ahead and did that, and it's a huge mistake, and I don't know what to tell you. I think their, their egos and their desires to reclaim some of like yesteryear's moments of fame out in the arcade 
have misguided this entire process. And if you think I'm wrong, email me at canadapinball at gmail.com. But I'm telling you, you know what email I didn't get yesterday? I didn't get an email from Joe Katz. He's got my email. Someone must have shared the show with him. I'm not getting any response from anyone at JJP saying, all that stuff you're saying, Chris, it's going to be in the game. So why, you know, silence speaks volumes when you're saying like, oh, here's the thing that we need in this game. All they have to do is say it's going to be in the game. Now, you might be saying like, what are you on a crusade to get them to insert this into the game? Well, maybe I am. And maybe JJP always needs some of this harsh feedback to make the proper changes to the game. But, you know, it's, it's a bummer. It's a bummer. So let me read some of your commentary because I put up a post on Facebook about this and I got a lot of responses and I think it's interesting to see what your take is on this game. All right. Okay. So I got an, I got a response from William Gunnett. He says, I agree with your concerns. Those concerns were what I believe a lot of us who viewed the reveal and first days of a release thought. There are plenty of games that shoot well, but shooting well is only part of the secret sauce. I've bought new titles new in box the last six months and got a JJP Pirates and it's a great game, but it takes me feeling guilty about not playing to hit the start button. Guardians of the Galaxy with the uh, something code is highly addictive on your recommendation. I picked up Bat... Wait, highly addictive. On your recommendation, I picked up Batman 66 LE. Amazingly fun, immersive game. Clunky, but you keep wanting to play. I hope JJP answers the questions you posted um, because I've owned three of them and so far I'd say that they haven't had a game that hits enough boxes to be a keeper. All right, so then Darren Stenger said, I enjoyed the game when I played it and thought it is really good, even with early code. The Wonkatania mode is super awesome and some amazing lighting effects. Yeah, it is really cool, Darren. But here's the thing. When you see that mode going, why aren't we seeing the video clip of Willie in the boat? And to me, that's that's just it. Like, do they not have permission? Like, where is he in that scene, which is so iconic? Him and the kids in the boat and all that weird stuff going on. Oh, I got it. Okay, so I got an email from Andrew. Uh, Andrew Doan. Wow, you went from selling your Batman Super LE and all in on Wonka as the best pin ever to worried in 30 days. Absolutely, Andrew. I did. I'm worried. I'm worried. It's the only thing that wasn't far along when I played it was the code, and now we're seeing more, and I don't know if I'm liking what I see. Um, Steve Wiltshire said, I agree with your concerns. I would have bought Pirates had its assets and mode-based storyline play. Wonka is early yet but they haven't shown anything yet to make me believe it is similar to the asset usage of Waz Hobbit. Voice your concern to Jack and wait to see how code develops. Obviously, you have time to decide. This does, however, really concern me for Toy Story and how its assets will be used. Toy Story is a must for me, assuming only that it isn't lacking like Pirates of the Caribbean. That said, I do have faith that JJP will make a great game regardless, um, just like Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah, I mean, there's, there's a, there is a cloud hanging over how they're going to do Toy Story. Now, we know Toy Story originally had asset issues like Pirates of the Caribbean, but they went back to renegotiate that. So the hopes are high for Toy Story. 
I think everyone just hopes it's not a reskin of of dialed in. All right, um, Wes W. Wes, I'm not Wes Waskowski. He said, "I listened to your podcast on the drive into work. I definitely understand where you're coming from, and transparency and an elaboration on forward trajectory would benefit pinball manufacturers more so than detract. But unfortunately, that's not how this business seems to operate." My thinking is this game needs to net a large, vast target market versus a smaller one of enthusiasts that can pick up and grasp mode-based play sans confusion. That line of thinking doesn't gel so well with children, older folks, and non-pinball playing people, which given the IP, I'm assuming that market has as much or more value as any other. Keep up the good work, Chris. So Wes, so what Wes is saying is maybe Chris, they're just making this game for a broader audience and that's why it's much more simple and that's why they don't want to have it be too deep and too complex. Wes, you might be right, but I think if they do that, I think if they do that, it's a mistake. And some people are saying this. It's it's like what it feels like a slot machine. It's just a real quick you know, uh, instant gratification game that doesn't have a lot of gratification in, in the long term. I, I, I you know, I, I just hope it doesn't go that way because you can't, you can do both. You can do both. Batman 66 is both. People come over my house. They've never played much pinball. I explain to them, just hit any of these shots twice. You'll start a mode and you're playing one of the characters. They love it. They enjoy it. They're into the game. And when they leave, the game is still here for me to do a lot more in that I don't have to tell them about, but you can definitely do both, and I'm just not sure it's going to do both. Uh, Ian Haberman said, I don't need Wonka to retell the movie. Just make a fun pin is all I ask. If the modes are cool and all the confirmed wizard modes turn out to provide hours of entertainment, I'm all good. Well, see, Ian, I disagree. Here's why. What do you mean all the wizard modes provide? You know what? Most people don't get to wizard modes. Getting to the wizard mode is what's fun in pinball. And the journey to the wizard mode should be awesome. And in Willy Wonka, I'm sorry, but the journey to wizard modes should be like the scenes from the movie that we love. I want to collect the tickets. I want, you know, I want to see those scenes of the kids collecting the tickets. I want to see all the different rooms. I want to see all the different you know, the everlasting gobstopper scene. I want to see the scene with like, you know, Violet eating the bubble gum and turning into a blueberry. I want to see that stuff in the game. I don't want it to just be about collecting multi-balls and, and collecting Wonka bars to exchange for big points. That's the same strategy of, as Munsters and it's why Munsters is sitting idle in terms of distributor boxes, all right? All right, Tom Watson said, I actually wrote up a couple paragraphs with almost the exact concern after watching streams and was going to email. After hearing your podcast about feeling um, the attack for your reaction, oh, sorry, sorry, podcast about feeling the attack for your reaction in, the, in Wonka, I decided to wait and see the final code before projecting my concern. I think you nailed what may be a major issue with the game. I feel they dropped the ball on the right approach to immersion under the glass. I get to play tonight for the first time, and I will tell you if my streaming thoughts match my play experience. All right. Well, look, everyone's going to love shooting this game. That's not the problem. The problem won't be shooting this game, and also the problem won't be like playing the game for the first time. As you guys heard my excitement in this game, I reacted to, I think, what they were going for is this game will be really fun to flip. You will jump on this game, and you will have a lot of fun flipping the game, but owning it owning it and then making it a magical cl- you want every look I'm just going to say it. 
we want this game to be like a classic. We want it to be one of the best pinball machines ever. And for it to get there, it also needs to have the right kind of code in the game. All right, I got an, another response from Danny Franks. He said, have I been away too long from Pinside and the pinball community? We now care what this clown has to say. Is he talking about me? Let me see. I think he is. Oh, and then, then yeah, then, <laughs> so Danny, um, thank you for calling me a clown. But someone else, Tim Hampton responded, buddy, who the F are you here trolling his page? Did the cat piss in your sandbox today and you need a new place to play? All right, let's see. Danny Franks. Danny, you know what? We love you, brother. Thanks for coming on the page. You had to at least like my page to comment. All right. So Matthew C. Roberts says, I thought there were six wizard modes coming. Those are modes. Personally, though, I love Scared Stiff for its uncomplexity, especially on location. All right. Jeff Wilson says, Canadian uh, Pinball Podcast. He says, I canceled my collector's edition order, which I made largely because you and I seem to have very similar views on what pinball is lacking and the blah that Stern has been putting out, lately taking advantage of this boom with simple games and good themes. So when I heard your podcast about Wonka, I jumped on it. I wasn't extremely disappointed, but I certainly didn't see everything you had described. Um, what we all have been waiting for, you know, and like I made my choice on my own inclinations, he says. He says, however, I canceled and bought the last Pirates CE you talked about, um, and I'm now one of the JJP Pirates of the Caribbean, which I think is one of the best games ever. Okay, so look, Jeff canceled his Wonka and bought Pirates CE, and Jeff, congrats on your Pirates. Uh, Hopefully, your star posts aren't chipping your play fields, which is happening in all those Pirates games right now. Uh, but I think the CEs have a washer underneath. Um, Kyle wrote, I'd suggest sending Jack a direct question on three and four if you haven't already. He's talking about my questions. People have been asking about it since the unveil. And the questions I had in my post uh, were this, people. Three and four. So, so far, no clips with sound are found in the game. And the iconic scenes we know aren't going to appear with video sound like they did in Hobbit and Waz. So, oh yeah, I'll ask Jack straight up. What's the deal here? Let's get an answer. People want an answer. All right, I got an, another note from do, 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 Kale Davis. Weren't you croning that this, sorry, croning? Am I even like, is that even a word? Crowning. Sorry, gentlemen. I'm not even going to edit that out. Weren't you crowning? This is the best game ever. Yeah, Kale, am I starting to look a little bit like a pinball hypocrite now? But I'm allowed to change my mind. I'm allowed to change my mind. Uh, all right, so then Mike Castleman said, did you not play it and like it enough to cut a check for one? Yes, I did play it. I did cut a check. I assumed, I assumed a big assumption that all of what I've been saying in the last couple episodes would be in the game by now because we're hearing these games are supposed to ship in June and now I'm very worried because I don't think that stuff's going to be in the game. All right, Brian Millard says, waiting on my order until I can see how code develops. As an Ellie buyer, there's no urgency order right away, filling the holes in the lineup with some System 11s for now. All right, Brandon Hoffman said, maybe you bought too soon. I didn't buy anything. It's a refundable deposit. Carl Strode said, I'm worried about playfield issues. The last two games have had extremely poor quality issues, not the caliber we have come to expect from JJP. All right. Well, here's the thing. Here's the thing. I also got one more funny note I got to read you guys in, in my Facebook page, and then I'm going to go to my Gmail. 
Oh, gosh. You know, happy Friday, everybody. Other than these issues, right? There's a lot, you know, there's a lot more to be happy about than sad about with pinball. But anyway, all right, so this one's funny. And I'm not going to read the curse words, but you guys will enjoy this. From Scott Millman. He says, love the show. Don't take this the wrong way. Wonka. He said, Samuel Mother Effin Jackson just walked into the room with his crazy see-through the BS eyes, and he is looking directly at you. You are now reconsidering Wonka? That's really MF and interesting giving the raving effing reviews on it. I got a suggestion for you. Man the F up. That's right, man. The F up. How the F will anyone take anything you effing say seriously if you get so effing wobbly in the knees after you overanalyze the mother effing game? Man up, mother effer. To get the story from Jack and while you are at it, tell the slick effer to release the mother effing CE before the LEs. Get on the phone or better yet, drive your happy ass down to his place and talk to the man to make get right in the make the man get it right in the head. All right, Samuel L. Jackson just walked out the door and left you with a Kahlua burger. Look, he said then, look, chill out, have a great day. If if it don't turn out, it's fine. But you will be armed with the experience of playing it in your home and be educated with the experience. Um, that's from Scott. Well, Scott, thank you. Look. Look, I, I am not worried that people are going to be like, oh my God, like how did Chris change his opinion about this game? Because everybody, welcome to the real world in which our opinions about things, are we not allowed to change our opinions about stuff? Are we not allowed to like play something, really enjoy it the first time, but then go back again and expect a little bit more and then not see what we expected, okay? All right. All right, a few emails, then I'm going to let you guys go. I'm going to let you guys go, okay? How's that sound from Canada's Pinball Podcast? Oh, and by the way, yes, the interview with Jerry will be going up this weekend. So if you've been waiting for that, it's coming, all right? I got an email. It's pinball-themed mixes from Mark Nellis. Or Nellis. Hey, Canada, I want to say I've been enjoying the music mixes. Thanks for posting them. I had an idea I wanted to pass along. You know how you have the one where it had all the sound clips from Doc Brown and Back to the Future mixed in with the music? What if you did some and used iconic pinball callouts? There are tons of good callouts you could use. Attack from Mars, Pinbot, Gorgar. I think your podcast audience would love that sort of thing. Well, Mark, thank you for the suggestion. I will give that suggestion to my brother who makes the music mixes. And I'll tell you right now his answer if you're ready for it. F no. He doesn't care about pinball. He won't do it. He won't do it. He doesn't care. And he makes these mixes to play at different parties and dinners. You know what we do? So imagine those mixes. We get private rooms in New York City steakhouses and we play those mixes for people's birthday parties and, and like Kentucky Derby party. I'm not going to do a party in which I have like a Gorgar call out. Nobody's going to care, guys. All right, Wonka Woes. This is from Robert Campbell. Hey, Chris. Munster's sales fell flat because it was simple rule set and lackluster toys. I, like others, predicted the color premium would be made after they caught up on production to stimulate more sales, creating a second type of LE. You know, Robert, it really wasn't hard to predict that. Everyone's like, I, I, I had the incredible foresight that they would actually screw us over again. And I was right this time, as I was every time. Um, he then goes on to say, I fear Wonka may follow suit with an easy rule set. Pat and company said this is geared toward location play with a three-minute target play time. 
Your worries about video are felt in my wallet also. Years ago, I made a wish list of pins that I would have to buy if they were made. A few have now come to life. Mustang, Ghostbusters, Medieval Madness, Monster Bash, and Wonka is also on that list. How is Mustang on that list, Robert? I mean, I, I almost feel like you can't put Mustang. Okay, I'll go on. He says, along with Pinball Circus. Point being, I am a rollover buyer when it comes to Wonka. In on a CE before I saw it. Soon after seeing the game, I fell back to an LE based on Playfield Art Package. But the longer this takes, the more I contemplate just buying a standard and customizing it to my liking. My collection is basically stern at this point with a DE, AP, and Spooky tossed in there. I set aside money to buy Pirates of the Caribbean LE and then backed out when they removed mechs and didn't get voice callouts. That money went to Monster Bash Remake LE due to JJP falling short. Now I have Wonka money waiting. Where will it go? Is it all on JJP's updates now? But your point is proven again. If the machine was in box today, I would have paid for my LE on launch day and be waiting for my Wonka this week rather than my Black Knight Sword of Rage LE pin rambling Robert. Well, Robert, congratulations on buying a Black Knight LE. I think you're the first one. Uh, no, I, I joke. Um, you're right. Absolutely right. Everything Robert says is where a lot of people are at. They're waiting to see. Every day that goes by, every day that goes by, Jack loses sales. Every new stream we get, I think there's less and less excitement and hype. What did I tell them? Don't stream the game. What is What are his distributors telling him? Stop streaming the game. What is he doing? He's streaming the game. I don't understand it. It's his company. It's their decision. These games should not be out there being streamed because here's why. What's really different each stream? Hardly anything. And I don't know if more, a lot more is coming. I, it is, this code is not 0 0.40. That is like a rumor that has people's expectations hoping like there's going to be 60% more going into this game. No, there's not. There, there, that, there, that is not happening. Okay. And if that is the case, then why does why don't they come out and say what, what is the case? They, they can tell us on Facebook. They can tell us somewhere. But Joe Katz, Jersey Jack, Pat Lawler, how far along is this game? Be honest with us. Are we going to see what I've been asking on this show? Let us know. All right, I got an email from Dave Sanders. Dave says, mode base linearity. Maybe what Joe is saying about Wonka code is this. The thing about Lord of the Rings is it doesn't feel like a mode game or a multi-ball heavy one. Both elements from part of a much bigger picture or journey and the fact that it doesn't follow any of the story sequence doesn't make one jot of difference to your investment into it. It's much more like an achievement game when you can approach the play from any order that flows organically for you during those three balls. And there's always something to advance no matter where the ball ends up in whatever circumstance. It almost seems like there's actually more content present than is actually there. When you break it down into the component parts, in that respect, it feels very Keith Johnson. The Simpsons Pinball Party has the same rules and content sense to it, and you can tell that's what Pirates of the Caribbean, as hamstrung by lack of assets as it was, 
was aiming for as well. How much Keith ended up overcompensating is up to the individual and a topic for another day. Lyman is good as this as well. Through his games, they don't feel as spread out, which is not the same as deep. And you can anticipate some degree of order to what you're doing in case and effect fashion. ACDC and The Walking Dead would be the prime examples that I'd pick. Given that Batman 66 divides itself into seasons, how much linearity um, does the game have now? By the way, there was another game in that last couple of years where the code had the homage. homage. Oh, guys, 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 guys. My parents, are their eyes are rolling that they gave us private school education and I'm saying homage instead of homage. Um, and I can just see Mr. Greg Colton being like, this kid can't even talk and he has a podcast. Yeah, Greg, number one pinball podcast. Okay, and so, homage mode approach. Scene by scene as you remember the original media trying to make as many of the original quotes and clips of the game happen in the proper order. And that game is alien. All right. Look, I think also like doesn't uh, Ghostbusters have a, you know, follows like a, a lineage and, and, and sort of like a linear path through the story. But Dave, thank you for the email. Um, look, I, I think you're right. I, I think Lord of the Rings is really, you know, what we all love about that game is it's not, you know, you don't have to play in order of the movie. You don't have to play like movie one and then movie two. But it's just so awesome that they have like, you know, the iconic scenes from the movie where you select your mode when you shoot the ring shot. Then you have different paths to get to each movie's multi-ball, and then you can stack stuff, and it's really easy to understand. I just don't think we're going to get just the simplest thing, which is that like those movie modes based upon the iconic scenes in Wonka the way they would be in Lord of the Rings. That's my whole point. All right. All right. Michael Mullen, he's like, I hear Catwoman Batman is cool, but you got to see my Tin Man edition Twilight Zone. All right, so he's got a twi- <laughs> There's a picture here. Let's see this. It's a picture of a cat standing on top of his Twilight Zone with a Tin Man. There's two cats on it. So he's actually got physical cats on his game. Well, F- Michael Mullen, thank you. For- and I'm so glad you're... A lot of people's cats enjoy climbing over their pinball machines. Something about pinball and cats just goes together. All right, got an email from Miles Cameron. Kaneda, stop with the evaluation of code before a game comes out. Oh, I love these kinds of emails. The code is never finished when a game comes out. It doesn't matter if you purchase a new game from Stern or Jersey Jack or even Spooky. All the machines that are produced are not finished for at least one to two years. The smart people wait for two years till the code is done before buying a machine. You know that they will still be selling the machine for two years after they are announced and the code will almost be finished unless you're Ghostbusters. You used to always say, wait till the code is done so you can properly evaluate the game. Why buy a game early? You have no idea what the code will be finished, um, when it will be finished. John. Well, John, is it John or Miles Cameron? <laughs> which which one is? Who are you? Um, I, look, I agree, but I also think we have enough to go on. And there's there's a lot in this game right now. And will it take one to two years to finish Willy Wonka? I don't think so. If Jack's current sort of uh, goal to get like two games out a year or two games out every 18 months, he's not going to be able to take two years to code games anymore. He's going to have to get these games complete. And I think that's another that's another red flag for people that because of that, stuff is going to end up being much more shallow and simple. Because remember, 
it, you can easily code a game like the how long do you think it took to code the Munsters versus how long it's taking Lyman to code Batman? How long do you think it took Keith to code Pirates versus the Munsters? Right? You want to make a simple coded game, great, but it's not gonna you know it's it's not gonna get heralded as like a, a must own uh, from people. All right, let me see. Do, 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 do. I did get an email, and I'm gonna end on. I got two more. Let me start with this. Scott Taman says, "Canada, uh, I really don't think we're going to get in Wonka what you're talking about: narrative, nostalgia, magical scenes, and the ability to step into the world of Wonka. I was over the moon when this pin was announced, but then I played it. I'll say that it looks amazing, and I think your excitement was totally valid. But there's not one thing in the code that pulls you in. I played the game in Allentown and was totally bored, not just because of the weak flippers." I just don't get it. I collected 30-some Wonka bars. What the hell do I do with them? I don't get to open them to see if there's a golden ticket in one of them, so I go in the factory. Then why the hell did I collect them? Oh, bonus points. This Wonka machine was designed like a slot machine. Collect, cash in, see some pretty lights, but it's not giving the story you remember, and it won't. If you get this into your home, I think you'll always see it as a missed opportunity, not as a magical machine. Save your money for Guns N' Roses. Jersey Jack could knock that out of the park. No need for modes, just great songs, unless they wanted to make a help Axel lose some weight mode. Thanks again for the shows. It's so refreshing. Scott. Well, Scott, thank you. Man, I'm starting to feel that way, brother. I'm starting to feel like Guns N' Roses. We're all just going to be waiting for the next. All right, let's see. Okay, I did get an email from Carl D'Angelo, and Carl is, uh, let me just read this to you, because I, I think this will help explain why I was banned from the IE stream. He says, my name is Carl, and I run the IE pinball stream. I wanted to extend my apologies for you being, uh, for your banning in the chat during my Wonka stream yesterday. It was the work of one of my moderators. All right, from what I saw in the chat, there was nothing egregious from you and I even responded to one of your comments in the chat when I had a moment to view the chat. Shortly after banning you, he messaged me, of which you'll see the short chat below. Um, it wasn't funny to me and it is not the way I operate my channel. All right, well, Carol, I do, I, I wrote back to Carl, like, thank you for clarifying that. I appreciated it. They unbanned me eventually. Uh, and the moderator was like, I just thought it'd be funny to ban Canada. And how silly is that? As I explained before, you don't ban Canada. It, it has repercussions because I have a podcast. I'm not here to brag. I'm not here to say, you know, you, you have to give me special treatment. You don't have to do that. But you also don't have to like go out of your way to, to like make me out to be some clown or jester. And then it's, see, why is it funny to ban me? So like other people who hate me are like, ha ha, he got shut up again. And now look at what happened. Now we've got two shows up that are probably having more people wonder what they should do versus super excited to buy the pin. And I'm not saying it's because I was banned, but it didn't help. Didn't help matters to do that, did it? But I do appreciate Carl. And Carl, of course, I accept your apology. I mean, first of all, let me just say this. The IE stream of Willy Wonka is the nicest stream I've ever seen. Have you seen the way these guys do it? The cameras are set up on every screen. It was beautiful. This is how it always should have been. This was a better stream than the Buffalo stream when they launched it. 
I loved watching this stream. I think this is my favorite stream to watch in terms of how good the quality is of that stream. Every other streamer out there, look at how these guys do it, right? Now let's just for let's just let's just for a second say like when we do pinball streams from now on, just let people be let them say what they want in the chats. Just grown men getting offended by people you know, saying whatever they want about pinball is fine. Look, there's one thing to troll, but you're not trolling when you're talking about pinball. You know, it's like if you were watching a stream of Alice Cooper's Nightmare Castle and you're like, wow, the shots look really tight. Like, you know, I don't know if I'm going to enjoy this pin because the shots are tight. I don't care if Chuck is in the room or like his, if they banned you from saying that during the chat, I just will always think that that's lame. All right. Okay. It's Friday. I got to get to work. Everybody, everybody. You know, let's all do this this weekend. Let's all find a, like, tr let's try to carry a cat the way Catwoman is holding the cat in the translate. I want to try and find, like, a cat statue and walk around New York City like that and ask people if they think I look really stupid and awkward. I can't wait to hear Franchi's, like, response to all that feedback. He's, he's, he's very, you know, he'll, he'll give it to us. He'll give it to us. I'm also hearing a rumor. I mean, look... Like I'm hearing a rumor. I'm just gonna say it. Like I'm hearing a rumor that that Franchi and JJP are really in talks about him doing a next title over there. So will it be Guns and Roses? Look, someone just sent someone. You know, Facebook messaged me that. I don't. I have no confirmation. Don't do a whole show about it, Chris, saying how wrong Canada is. But that's what I'm hearing. My only advice is this, Chris. I hope you land somewhere. We can't wait to see your work on another game. Here's my advice to you: Don't tell anybody where you're going. Don't. You, you don't share it. Don't do a podcast about it. Just let the work do the talking and reveal that you're there in the moment in which the game is revealed and people will get super excited. But I, he's going to tell people and then they're going to share people and then it's just going to be out. And look, it's no big deal. It's no big deal. But that's what I'm hearing. Jersey Jack pinball. So what do you think? Guns and Roses by Franchi? Toy Story by Franchi. I have to assume Toy Story assets are going to come from Disney, so I, I doubt it's going to be that. But you never know. You never know. All right, everyone. Have a great weekend. Look for the Jerry interview this weekend, and I'm done. Send your comments to CanadaPinball at gmail.com, and send your money to Canada's Pinball Podcast uh, on Patreon. Easy to find. 34 patrons and 2,400 listeners. 2,500 listeners. Come on, guys. Only 34 of you. $1 a month. You know, just pay for my cup of coffee once a month, will you? I joke. Love you guys. Go see John Wick 3. It's freaking amazing. Later.